It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody, welcome back in here on the Fly Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by Fantrax. I am your host, Colin McTamney, at Colin underscore MCT on Twitter, previewing week 14. We have finally reached this point, the last week of the 2023 fantasy football regular season. Hard to believe we're here. I am recording this on Friday, December 8th. We all need wins. We need wins to get into the playoffs. We need wins to get buys. We need wins to determine our seeding for the playoffs. Uh, We want wins to feel good heading into the playoffs as well. So let's break down week 14 in totality. Of course, I missed Thursday night football, which a lot of people thought was going to be a stinker of a game. Turns out it was kind of fun to watch. The New England Patriots beat the Steelers. Uh, I don't think anyone saw that coming. Pittsburgh has now lost back-to-back losses against 2-10 and teams, the Cardinals and the Patriots. Not great. Not great for the Pittsburgh Steelers here, especially with Mitch Trubisky under center. Things looked a lot worse last night, but Patriots defense is very good, so not too much of a shock there. Uh, Neither running back really got anything going. Uh, None of them topped more than nine points there on the Steelers side. Deontay Johnson had a touchdown, which was nice. He had a junk time catch, so he was in the double digits, but George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth, the whole Steelers offense seemed to stall a little bit. Hunter Henry, the big winner, catching two touchdowns. Bailey Zappi threw three. And Zeke Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott, looks like a league winner. 29 touches, 22 of which were carries for 140 all-purpose yards and a receiving touchdown. I had actually mentioned on Twitter earlier in the day something about Jarek McKinnon being a league winner last year. And a follower reached out to me and said, who do you think could be this year's Jarek McKinnon? And I said, Zeke. And then last night happened. Now, I'm not, you know, getting too ahead of myself here, but... For week 14, if you had Zeke in your lineup and you needed a win, you'd start off really good. Uh, So yeah, make sure Zeke is on your rosters. Ramondre Stevenson, obviously out with an ankle injury, should probably be out for a while, considering it was a high ankle sprain. We have the Cardinals and Commanders on bye. I know it's the last week of the fantasy football regular season, but still buys uh, out there to deal with, which is... Really tough to handle, but luckily nobody too, too important. Trey McBride, Marquise Brown, James Conner, Terry McLaurin, who didn't have a catch last week, um, Kyler Murray. So you can survive all those guys. I don't I don't think anyone 
is missing from your lineup this week because of these teams on by that you feel that you're in a lot of trouble. Let's look at the early slate of games for Sunday, and we'll start here with the Bucks at Falcons, an NFC South matchup. As always, I'll do set and forget. I'll pick against the spread, and I'll you know talk about certain things in this matchup that um, I think the listeners out there on the fly need to know. Set and forget players: Rashad White, Bijan Robinson, both running backs from each team, and then Mike Evans and Drake London, the top wide receivers from each team. I think these are the four players in this matchup you need to have in your lineups. Uh, the guy I want to talk about, though, is Chris Godwin. 7.66 points per game over the Buccaneers' last five games. He's not eclipsed 9.9 points in the, in that span. Did not record a catch last week on just three targets. He luckily, later in the game, had a rush for 19 yards and found the end zone on that carry. So his day was saved 7.9 points um, from a 19-yard rushing touchdown. I don't think at this point we can trust Chris Godwin in our lineups. Uh, the last time they faced the Atlanta Falcons, though, he did catch six passes for 66 yards on 12 targets. Baker Mayfield's just chucking it downfield. He's looking for Mike Evans. Uh, I, I think I tweeted this out the other day, actually. Mike Evans has eight more receptions than Chris Godwin, which seems like it would be a lot larger just based on how Mike's Evans' season's going. But I think he has like 400-plus more yards and nine more receiving touchdowns. He is just far and away dominating uh, this offense. And Chris Godwin at this point cannot be trusted, especially with Baker Mayfield. He just doesn't operate in the area of the field Baker Mayfield likes to look to. Uh, So that's really all I have for this game. We have the Falcons at minus two and a half. I'm going to take that because the Buccaneers defense is a little banged up and I'm just going to side with the home team here. Moving on here, we have the Indianapolis Colts heading to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals who surprised everyone last week with a win with Jake Browning under center in place of Joe Burrow. Set forget players, Michael Pittman Jr. on the Colts side and Jamar Chase on the Bengals side. I think you can also set and forget Joe Mixon. He showed out big time after the first drive where he didn't really touch the ball at all. He ends up finding the end zone a couple times in week 13. And then Zach Moss. Not a set and forget for everybody, but I'm going to pound the table here on the fly and say you need to start Zach Moss. He is one of two running backs last week that played 94% of their team's offensive snaps. Him and Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams is a set-and-forget, must-start player for a lot of fantasy teams. Zach Moss should be as well. That is the highest snap count for any running back in the league last week. Kyron Williams, Zach Moss did that. 21 touches for just 57 yards. I know that's not appealing, but I'm not really focusing on the 57 yards. Focusing on the 21 touches. So we have a running back here that had played 94% of the snaps and recorded 21 touches. That is a player I want in my fantasy football lineups, especially in a make-or-break week like this. The Cincinnati Bengals allowed the 12th most points to running backs, including the 11th most rush yards and 11 total touchdowns in 12 games. Get Zach Moss in your lineup. Jake Browning last week, quarterback for the Bengals, I already mentioned, 354 passing yards on 37 attempts. Jamar Chase, 76-yard score, but it was a great throw. Jake Browning looked the part. Um, So I think Jake Browning is a guy you can maybe plug in in two QB leagues, not touching him in one QB league, though. A guy I don't want in my lineups, T. Higgins, just three targets last week. That was fifth on the Bengals. That's behind Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, and tight end Tanner Hudson. T. Higgins in a contract year has been banged up and has really fallen off here. He's still going to get paid. He's still going to get paid, and he'll probably be the wide receiver one for a team. 
uh, next season, not name the Cincinnati Bengals, but I am not trusting T. Higgins in my Week 14 lineup if I need a win here. The Bengals are minus two. I'm actually going to take the Colts. I, I like what I'm seeing from the Colts more. I think they're well coached. I like Gardner Minshew in this one. I think Jake Browning holds his own, but I think the Colts are a more complete team at this point in the season. The Jacksonville Jaguars head to Cleveland to play the Browns. Set and forget, it's really just Travis Etienne in this game. I know he didn't have a great game last week. Um, he, he looked okay. Trevor Lawrence obviously went down with a high ankle sprain, so we're going to see C.J. Beathard probably under center for the Jags. I will say, though, Travis Etienne in his last four games is averaging four receptions per game. So I like Etienne in a PPR format. He is the lead back in the Jaguars' backfield. Got to start him. Again, though, C.J. Beathard versus Joe Flacco. Not really sure who the Cleveland Browns quarterback is going to be because head coach Kevin Stefanski has said he's not going to name one as of today, Friday, December 8th. I would imagine it's going to be Joe Flacco. Even though they lost to the Los Angeles Rams last week, Joe Flacco looks like the best option to be out there for this team at this point in the season. After a tumultuous season with Deshaun Watson getting hurt, trying out rookie Dorian Thompson-Robinson, rolling out veteran P.J. Walker out there. It's just been a complete mess, and I think you have to keep riding with Joe Flacco. Amari Cooper suffered a concussion in Week 13, but he has been listed as questionable for Week 14. If he plays, I think you can play Amari Cooper. Um, If he does not play, I think you can play Elijah Moore. 12 targets last week, 38% of the target share, only caught four of those 12 targets, but the volume is something we like to see, especially if Joe Flacco plays. Him and Elijah Moore have a little bit of a rapport, so I think you can trust that connection. If Cooper plays, though, Elijah Moore gets relegated to about uh, maybe a flex option, volume-based flex option. Probably better options out there, though. As far as the Jaguars go, if C.J. Beathard is, in fact, the quarterback for this game, which I expect him to be, Christian Kirk just got placed on the IR, suffered a groin injury on his first play on week 13 so he is out for the remainder of the fantasy football season if he is on your roster in a redraft format you can cut him I know that's tough to do but he is not going to be back week 14 15 16 17 that is the minimum for the IR stint so he won't be back until at least week 18 so cut Christian Kirk Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones figure to be the guys to fill in, uh, obviously, for the target share amongst the wide receivers. Then Evan Ingram. All three of these players, though, eight or nine targets in Week 13. So I like all three of these guys um, in a high-volume pass attack, although the Cleveland Browns defense is going to be a very tough matchup. If I had to pick any of them, I think you have to start Evan Ingram, given the state of tight ends in fantasy football. But Calvin Ridley would get the edge for me over Zay Jones. Jerome Ford is a volume-based flex out of the Cleveland Browns' backfield. Saved by a 24-yard touchdown reception last week. He had three catches, obviously one of those for the 24-yard touchdown, and then just two more catches for nine yards. However, nine carries for 19 yards, zero touchdowns. Kareem Hunt actually outcarried him 12-9, to 48 yards of his own for Kareem Hunt. Looked a little bit better. Jerome Ford has kind of fallen off a little bit. So again, I think he's a volume-based flex in PPR formats. I'm sitting him against a tough Jags run defense for other options, perhaps, depending on who's out there. Again, if you have these sort of start-sit questions, at Colin underscore MCT, or find me uh, at the Fly FF Pod, me and my co-host Sean. As far as picking this game goes, Browns minus three. I will take the... 
I will take the Browns at home based on their defense. If Trevor Lawrence plays even injured, I think I would take the Jags at plus three. But if it's definitely C.J. Beathard, I'm going to take Browns minus three. The Houston Texans head to New York, well, New Jersey, to play the Jets. Set forget players, it's the top wide receiver from each team. Garrett Wilson, Nico Collins. No if and buts about it. The story of this game, though, is that Zach Wilson will be back under center for the New York Jets. So I expect him to be looking for Garrett Wilson early, often throughout the entire game. Garrett Wilson will probably have close to 10 targets in this game. Uh, Nico Collins, though, is obviously the guy you want of the Houston Texans side of things. Tank Dell broke his leg slash ankle last week. Tough to see. Uh, what do we lose with Tank Dell going out and onto the injured reserve? His season is over. Well, the Houston Texans offense loses 18.8% of their target share. That's got to go to somebody. I expect Nico Collins to see a chunk of it. 19.8% of the team's receiving yards this year, and then 24% of their offensive touchdowns. So a huge role has just opened up on the Houston Texans offense. I expect Nico Collins to see a chunk of it. And then Noah Brown, high upside flex guy because of this. He's healthy. I think you can trust Noah Brown as a flex option, especially in PPR leagues. Dalton Schultz was back at practice on Wednesday, coming back from a hamstring injury that uh, held him out in week 13. He was downgraded to DNP, did not participate on Thursday. So that makes me extremely nervous for Dalton Schultz. If he's out, Brevin Jordan in a tight end premium league I like, even in like a 12-team league, I think you can start him, uh, especially if like Trey McBride is out on your team or even if you're rolling with Logan Thomas, two guys on a bye. I think you can trust Brevin Jordan in this one. The Jets are a favorable matchup for tight ends. Let's look at these backfields real quick. Damian Pierce, 15 carries to Devin Singletary's eight last week. Singletary had one catch, Pierce zero. Both of these guys are flex options. If you're betting on one to get into the end zone, it's Damian Pierce, but I don't feel great about either of these guys, truthfully. Hopefully you have some better options out there. Brees Hall missed a lot of practice this week with an ankle injury. He says he will play. Head coach Robert Sala says he will play. He will play. I think you need Brees Hall in your lineups. Averaging 12 carries per game over his last seven, and he hasn't eclipsed 50 rushing yards. However, I can't imagine you have a better option out there ahead of Brees Hall uh, at this point in the season. He is averaging over six targets per game in that same seven-game span. So if you play in a PPR format, Brees Hall has to be in your lineup for that and that alone. The Jets are underdogs, plus three and a half underdogs. I will take the Texans. I believe in C.J. Stroud a lot more than I believe in Zach Wilson, although C.J. Stroud has a tough matchup in this one. I know I didn't mention him here. I'm sitting him if I can, but I'm not sitting him for someone like Geno Smith or uh, Jake Browning or, or you know anyone low end like that Jared Goff I'm still starting CJ Stroud as a top 10 to top 12 quarterback he's just not close to the top five top six as he maybe would be in another matchup uh, the Rams are heading to Baltimore to take on the Ravens going to be a tough one for the Rams here Ravens coming off a bye set and forget players Lamar Jackson he's the only set and forget Raven I want in my lineup as far as the Rams go, Kyron Williams, already talked about him earlier, 94% of the snaps last week. He is a true bell cow running back for this team. You have to start Kyron Williams. And then Puka Nakua, if you're picking a Rams wide receiver to start, it is Puka Nakua at this point. I know that's a little bit shocking, knowing Cooper Cup's here. We'll talk about that in a second, but I trust Puka Nakua more than Cooper Cup in week 14. The Rams defense allows the third most points to opposing tight ends. 
Isaiah Likely is in play. I think he is someone you can start in a 12-team league, uh, considering him for 10-team leagues. But I, I would start him personally. I think he can get into the end zone for this one. Lamar Jackson's top pass catcher is Zay Flowers. This is a run-heavy team, but I think you can start Zay Flowers. If we're going to pick a running back out of this backfield, I'd love to think that it's going to be Keaton Mitchell. I'd love to think that coming out of the bye, but we've seen Gus Edwards and we've seen Justice Hill consistently mix into this game plan for this Ravens team. If you're picking one to score a touchdown, it's Gus Edwards. That's his role when they get into the red zone. However, we've seen Lamar Jackson run as well, so that even that's a shaky bet. If you're looking for someone who's going to catch passes and rack up yards, Keaton Mitchell's the guy for you. A little bit of a safer floor. Cooper Cup, I mentioned him before. Five straight games of single digits before 15.9 last week. He was bailed out by a three-yard touchdown pass with less than four minutes left in that game. So he doesn't catch that touchdown pass. That's six straight games of single-digit fantasy points. He just doesn't look great. He looks slow. He looks a little washed. Puka Nakua looks like he is the top target now for that Rams team. The Ravens are the second-worst matchup for wide receivers. The Rams are on the road, not with a home crowd. Cooper Cup, I think, is a wide receiver three, and I feel extremely nervous about starting him in week 14. I'm not really sure what your other options are on your team, depending on where you drafted Cooper Cup, depending on who you've picked up throughout the year. We have a full season's worth of moves, transactions, what have you at this point for your team. Cooper Cup might be your best option, might be one of your best options. You have to start him, but I'm extremely nervous about this. The Ravens are minus seven and a half. They are favorites at home. I will take that. I think their defense is actually in play in this one, too. One of the better fantasy defenses this year. I know there's a lot of weapons on that Rams side of things. I don't care if the Rams score points. I want defenses in fantasy that are going to get points that can't be taken away. Sacks, interceptions, maybe touchdowns. The Rams fit that mold. I think they're a team that can do it. I think they can do it in week 14. The Lions head to Chicago to take on the Bears in an NFC North showdown here. Big, big game for the Lions. The Bears would probably prefer to lose because they could clinch the first and second pick as we get closer here to the end of the season. Um, Set and forget players, though, in this one. Amon Ross St. Brown, Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery. Yes, I mentioned both Lions backs. Both of them are in play. Both are must-starts. As far as the Bears go in must-starts, Justin Fields is a must-start. DJ Moore, with his 27% target share, is a must-start. DJ Moore has 93 targets this year on the Bears. Cole Komet, tight end, has 68, so almost 30 behind DJ Moore. And then Darnell Mooney has 41. Everyone else has 23 or less. So as far as the passing game goes for the Chicago Bears team, it's DJ Moore, it's a little bit of Cole Komet, and then it's a lot of parity. I think you can start Cole Komet. I think he's a better start in 12-team leagues. I don't know if I'm rolling him out there in a 10-team in a league. Uh, three catches for 20 yards, no touchdowns on five targets when this team first met uh, the Detroit Lions. Now they're at home, though. Cole Komet does have 36 targets in his last five games before their bye. So I think you can trust him. But in a 10-team league, I would be reviewing my options, depending on who you have. As far as the Bears' backfield goes, I'm fading the entire backfield. This is the sixth worst matchup. Four running backs, uh, the Detroit Lions are, and all three are expected to be active. That's Dante Foreman, Khalil Herbert, and Roshan Johnson. Roshan Johnson, obviously, last time they played, led the 
uh, backfield and carries. But with Dante Foreman back and active, I don't expect that to be the case this time, especially when Justin Fields gets some run of his own. Very, very similar to the Baltimore Ravens backfield that I just talked about. Don't feel great about any of these guys. If you had to pick one to get into the end zone, it's Dante Foreman for me. The Bears are underdogs, plus three, taking the Lions as they continue their pursuit at the overall number one seed in the NFC. The Panthers head to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Set forget players, there's two. Alva Kamara, Chris Alave, the two best players on the field in this one. This is a quick game we're going to blow through here in the early slate. Last week, I said to fade the Panthers running backs against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chuba Hubbard went on to carry the ball 25 times for 104 rushing yards and two touchdowns. His first ever career game with multiple touchdowns. Uh, Miles Sanders only had nine touches. So if you're going to play a uh, Panthers running back, it's Chuba Hubbard. However, the New Orleans Saints are not a good matchup for them, and they're on the road. However, volume, volume, volume. Chuba Hubbard has that. I think you can trust him to maybe get you 10 points. Um, I don't know how high the ceiling is, though, in this sort of matchup. As far as other Panthers players go, I just don't love you know testing the waters on these wide receivers. Jonathan Mingo, the rookie, is a volume-based flex in a tough matchup. The New Orleans Saints are the third worst matchup for opposing wide receivers. Adam Thielen has kind of run out of gas at this point in the season. Uh, Very touchdown dependent, if you ask me. Jonathan Mingo, again, 10 targets last week in their uh, first game with an interim head coach. Maybe he sees seven or eight this time around, but again, I think you're you're really uh, putting him in your lineup and not really watching the game and just hoping you check back later and he has double-digit points. Not something I feel confident about. Saints are five-point favorites. We don't know if Derek Carr or Jameis Winston is going to be under center. Uh, If it's Jameis Winston, I think I'm going to take the Saints anyway. If it's Derek Carr, I actually think I feel better with Jameis Winston. Either way, though, I don't think this Panthers team can hold a candle to any other team in the NFL. So we're going to take the Saints at minus five. We'll take a quick break here on the fly. We'll be back with the afternoon slate. I know I'm blowing through week 14. It's pretty cut and dry at this point. I've been saying that a lot this late in the season. Again, if you have questions, you can always reach out to me. But we're just trying to get through these games, get these lineups right, and get you ready for Sunday. So stick with us. We'll be right back here for the afternoon slate on the fly. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, everybody, we are back here on the fly talking the week 14 preview. We already got through our early slate here on Sunday. We'll move into the afternoon slate, Sunday night football, and a doubleheader on Monday night football. So let's get through these games. The Minnesota Vikings head to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Set forget players, two from the Raiders, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. Those are the guys you want in your lineup from that team. As far as the Vikings go, TJ Hawkinson and welcome back, Justin Jefferson. I'm not, this is not a player that I'm saying, oh my God, he's back from injury. I want to see how this goes with Joshua. No, 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 no. Justin Jefferson is in your lineup. If you need a win, 
if you are a smart fantasy football player, you have to play the odds here. You are going to be very, very upset with yourself if Justin Jefferson goes off in this game. You drafted him maybe first overall, maybe you traded him and you've been holding him to this point. Justin Jefferson needs to be in your lineups in week 14. The other player I want to talk about here is his quarterback, Joshua Dobbs. Looks like the Vikings are going to stick with him, and I expected that anyway. They just came back from a bye. In week 12, though, Joshua Dobbs had four interceptions and a loss to the Bears. However, in three games prior to that, he averaged over 22 points per game on average in the three games prior to that four-interception week 12 performance. He had seven total touchdowns, including three on the ground, and averaged seven rush attempts per game in those three games as well. He now gets Justin Jefferson to throw to. I think TJ Hawkinson and Justin Jefferson are going to far and away lead this team in combined target share, which makes me a little bit nervous for Jordan Addison. I think he's relegated to a flex play at this point, not so much a wide receiver three anymore. Um, But all three of Joshua Dobbs' fantasy playoff opponents rank inside the top five in rush yards allowed to quarterbacks. That's at the Bengals and then two home games against the Lions and Packers to end the season indoors. Love that for Joshua Dobbs. Love that for your fantasy team in a year where quarterback's been really, really banged up. You may be turning to a guy like Josh Dobbs to win you your title. I think he's a guy that can do it. Head to FantraxHQ.com to check out my league winners article I did with some other uh, writers at Fantrax. Joshua Dobbs was my pick. The uh, Las Vegas Raiders are underdogs here, plus three. I'll take the Vikings. I think they win this one outright. Moving on here to the Seahawks heading to the 49ers. These two these two teams played each other two weeks ago on Thanksgiving. Um, so they're back at it here. NFC West showdown, set and forget. It's almost all 49ers. Arguably the best team in the league at this point. We saw that last week when they embarrassed my Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, they are all set and forget for me. As far as the Seahawks go, Geno Smith is dealing with a groin injury. I think he's going to play. I'm, that's the sense I'm getting here on Friday afternoon. I think he's going to play. Even if he doesn't, DK Metcalf is a set-and-forget player. If he does play, I think you have to play Tyler Lockett. DK and Tyler Lockett account for 45% of the targets this year. That's 23% for DK, 22% for Lockett uh, from Geno Smith. So I think you need to start both of those guys. Jackson Smith and Jigba is a high upside flex. Uh, had a career day in week uh, week 13. I think you can start Jackson Smith and Jigba in 12-team leagues, especially PPR. Uh, when these two teams faced off on Thanksgiving, Geno Smith, 8.5 points. Brock Purdy, 11.46 per- points. If you need to pick one of these guys, it's Brock Purdy. He just has better weapons on a better offense at home. The Niners, though, are the second worst matchup for opposing running backs. Both Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet are banged up in some capacity. I'm trying not to put them in my lineups if I don't have to. They've both been banged up. Uh, up until this point, you haven't really been trusting Zach Charbonnet to begin with, so I have to imagine you have other options available to you. The 49ers are 11-point favorites. I know they look really, really good, and I know they're at home. I think the Seahawks can kind of backdoor cover this game, though, so I'm actually going to take the Seahawks plus 11. That's a really big spread for a divisional matchup. The Bills head to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs, and nobody is talking about it. It is December. The Bills at the Chiefs. This should be a widely, widely talked about exciting game. And nobody's talking about it. I think the Bills are underwhelming. I think the Chiefs are underwhelming. I think people are just very disappointed in what they've seen. These two should be AFC juggernauts have been doing this year. 
Set and forget players, though. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. You're not sitting those two. They are going to have a great matchup here in December uh, in the thick AFC battle. Their top two pass catchers, Stefan Diggs, Travis Kelsey. You're starting those guys, too. You're starting Rasheed Rice on the Chiefs. He's starting to emerge as the top wide receiver in that offense. Um, his usage is a little confusing at times, but I think the team is starting to figure out that we need to get this guy the ball. He's explosive, second-round pick, rookie. We need to get this guy the ball. And then James Cook. I think you could start James Cook. 42 touches in his last two games before the Bills' Week 13 bye. Isaiah Pacheco just in, will not play in this game. That's right. Isaiah Pacheco will not play in this matchup. So who are you starting at the Kansas City Chiefs backfield? Well, most of their beat writers have been saying that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be the early down back, while Jarek McKinnon is the receiving down back, third down back. Um, McKinnon's been a full go after dealing with a groin injury. Let's look at last year with Jarek McKinnon. From week 14 to 17, he averaged 25.5 points per game. He was the RB1 on a points per game average in that span with three games of more than 22 points and two of those games with more than 32 points. Three of his final four games, including this one on Sunday, are at home. I know Clyde Edwards-Alaire might lead the uh, you know both of these guys in carries. Maybe he, maybe he gets the start. He gets the first touch of the game. But I think Jarek McKinnon's actually the running back I want for PPR leagues, especially. Um, we might get a little bit of deja vu. I don't know how long Isaiah Pacheco is going to be out with the shoulder injury, but we've seen Jarek McKinnon come on late before as soon as last year. I think you can trust him. He should at least be on rosters at this point. Both of these guys should. Gabe Davis. He's had success against this Chiefs team before. Take you back to two seasons ago in the playoffs. He had four touchdowns. Not saying that's going to happen again, but Gabe Davis is... You know, maybe he's due to have another big game against the Chiefs. Um, and I think he's going to be the second option on this Bills team behind Diggs because both tight ends should be active. Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox coming back from IR. So that kind of devalues and waters down the tight end value on this team. I think Gabe Davis is the guy that has the second most targets behind Diggs. And again, I already mentioned James Cook. I think he's a guy that you can plug into your lineup. The Chiefs are favored by one point. Going to have to roll with that because they're at home. But hey, wouldn't shock me if the Bills win this game. Uh, the Broncos are heading to the Chargers in L.A. for an AFC West battle. Set forget players, Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert. And that's about it in this game. I want to talk about a couple players, though. I still believe in Austin Eckler. Great matchup here against the Broncos at home. I just can't imagine sitting Austin Eckler with your season on the line. There was a lot of criticism this week, a lot of discussion that Brandon Staley, their head coach, Wants to mix in touches for Joshua Kelly. That may be true. If that happens, Brandon Staley is basically signing away his job. He, he's going to get canned. I think he's going to get fired anyway. But Austin Eckler in this great matchup should be able to show us something. Listen, he sprained his ankle earlier in the year. That may just be it. A lot of people think he's washed. I'm not quite there yet. I think he can show out in this game. I can't imagine benching Austin Eckler in week 14 with your season on the line, perhaps. As far as the Broncos go, Cortland Sutton has double-digit fantasy points in 10 of 12 games, games this year. In 10 of those games, uh, I'm sorry, in 9 of those 10 games, he has a touchdown. So Cortland Sutton, far and away the top target for Russell Wilson in the Broncos passing game. And then Javante Williams, 15 touches. He's averaging over his last four games with 12.1 points per game in those four games. So Javante Williams, I think you could start in this one as well. Good matchup against this Chargers team. Russell Wilson as well. Fifth best matchup for quarterbacks, the Chargers are. Uh, I think he's going to throw a lot. 
think he could get upwards to 35 to 40 pass attempts in this game. So I like Russell Wilson a lot. And that said, you can maybe start Jerry Judy, but he's not seeing a ton of targets. Uh, it's mostly Court and Sutton. You know, he's spreading the ball around otherwise. Marvin Mims, even the running backs, the tight end. So Jerry Judy's a lot shakier of a start. I'm not putting him in my lineups this week. Los Angeles Chargers favored by two and a half points. They're hard to trust, I'll tell you that. Um, I'll take them because they're at home, but I'm kind of rooting for the Broncos, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm kind of rooting for the Broncos, but I'll take the Chargers minus two and a half. Sunday night football. This is an easy one. My Eagles heading to Dallas, take on the Cowboys. Game of the week, game of the year. One of the 10 games of the year this year. Because uh, last week against the 49ers, my Eagles, that seemed like the game of the year as well. Um, set and forget. I have everyone on my show sheet here. Hertz, Dak, Lamb, Cooks, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Tony Pollard, DeAndre Swift, Jake Ferguson. All those guys should be in your lineup. Every Eagle, every Cowboy. Dallas Goddard is returning from IR, it looks like, from a broken forearm. I'm sorry, he wasn't on IR. I misspoke there. Broke his forearm against the Cowboys. Now he's coming back for some uh, revenge here. I don't know if you can plug him into your lineup, though. We have no idea what he's going to look like. And I can imagine that you found uh, maybe some tight ends to plug in in place of Dallas Goddard up into this point. Guys I like a little bit more than Dallas Goddard this week, Isaiah Likely, Cole Komet, those guys that I was talking about earlier on here in the episode of The Fly, Dallas Goddard should be on your line or should be on your rosters, but I'm not sure I'm plugging him into lineups this week. Cowboys are favored by three and a half. Can't do it. Can't do it. I can't do that. I'm going to take the Eagles plus three and a half. I looked like an idiot last week. Uh, the 49ers were favored by three points in Philly. And I think I said here on the fly that I would take the Eagles minus three. Uh, good thing I didn't bet that. Eagles plus three and a half in this one. I'm taking it. Monday Night Football doubleheader here. Green Bay Packers heading to New York, New Jersey, to take on the Giants. Set forget. Jordan Love, Jaden Reed, Romeo Dobbs. I like all three of those Packers. Jordan Love having a great end of the season here so far. And then Saquon's the only Giant I'm starting. I don't trust anyone in that passing game. I don't trust Tommy DeVito. Um, I don't think Darren Waller is going to be back for this one although it sounds like he's starting to run routes and get some work in with that hamstring. But I don't trust any receiver on that team, so it's just Saquon there. Christian Watson on the Packers side of things pulled up with a hamstring injury in Week 13. 25.7% of the targets in that game, in that win over the Kansas City Chiefs. So if Christian Watson's out, I love uh, Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs that much more. The New York Giants are the fifth best matchup for running backs. If Aaron Jones does not play, A.J. Dillon is a must-start. Must start. Uh, the Giants allow the third most rushing yards and the third most touchdowns to the position. So I love A.J. Dillon if uh, Aaron Jones does not play. If Aaron Jones does play, it looks like the Green Bay Packers are trending towards making the playoffs. I can't imagine Aaron Jones comes back from a knee injury that a lot of people thought was season-ending, and they just give Aaron Jones 12 carries, 5 targets. I, I, I can't see that. I think A.J. Dillon still leads both of these guys in touches, in snaps, what have you. So I'm starting A.J. Dillon. I'm lowering my expectations, though, a little bit if Aaron Jones is out there. As far as starting Aaron Jones, high, high upside flex. High upside flex. If you have two other running backs that you're prepared to start over him, maybe like Devon Achan and Kyron Williams, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no question about that. But if Aaron Jones was drafted to be one of your best running backs and you haven't really made any preparations to replace him— and you need him, 
you can throw him in there. Good, good matchup here. I just don't know what the volume is going to be like. Don't be surprised if he finishes with less than 10 points, especially if he doesn't get into the end zone. And the last game of week 14 here on Monday Night Football, even though these games are going simultaneously, is the Tennessee Titans heading down to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Set and forget, it's mostly Dolphins here. Tua, Tyreek, Jalen Waddell, Devon Achan, starting all those guys. And then Derrick Henry is a must start for me. Avoided concussion protocol, so Derrick Henry looks like he's going to play in this one. DeAndre Hopkins is averaging eight targets per game with Will Levis as his quarterback. So in a game where I expect the Titans to be throwing a lot, because they are 13-point underdogs, I think you could start DeAndre Hopkins in this one as well. Good bet to see the majority of the targets in the Titans passing game. Raheem Mostert is hanging on by a thread here. 23 snaps to 37 to A-chan last week. Now, granted, the Miami Dolphins blew out uh, the Washington Commanders last week, 45-15. to Raheem Mostert, though, just 12 touches for 51 yards. He had a one-yard touchdown to put them up 31-7. to if he didn't score that touchdown, he would have just had six points. It's clear to me that Devon Achan is going to see the majority of opportunities, but Raheem Mostert is still a guy you can bet on to score touchdowns just because this offense is so good. So Raheem Mostert with Devon Achan out there, no longer an RB1. No longer an RB1. I prefer Devon Achan to Raheem Mostert. But Raheem Mostert, a little bit of a better option than like a Gus Edwards to get into the end zone. I think he's a high upside flex for that reason. Depending on the matchup, maybe a low-end RB2. That is going to do it for me here on the fly for the Week 14 preview. Hard to believe we're already at this point, the last game of the fantasy football regular season. I hope everything I've told you this far is going to help you. Sean and I have been committed to getting these episodes out on a weekly basis as best as possible here on the fly. Waiver episodes on Tuesdays, week fill-in you know, preview throughout the week. So hopefully we've given you some good advice throughout the week. Um, or throughout the season, I should say. Uh, short episode today because I feel like it's pretty obvious who you want to start. If you have any further questions, at Colin underscore MCT on Twitter, at the Fly FF Pod. Let us know. We want to hear it. And good luck. See you in the playoffs. Take it easy. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.